You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Food Code. We are one week away from our 100th episode. It's so crazy. We only, I mean, we started in January. Yeah. Well, we're doing three times a week, so. And for so long, I was like, Liz, three times a week is a lot. But we've kept up with it, which I'm proud of. Yeah. And we're hoping that you all enjoyed this. We do have some listeners that reach out to us if there's ever been like a glitch in the system and maybe didn't post it. Like I usually schedule it for 4 a.m. Central time, but yep. there have been one or two times where um, either Buzzsprout didn't push it out or just sometimes there's like a lag between where it's active on Buzzsprout, which our hosting site, but maybe not active on Spotify, but it is on another one. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know, understand exactly how all of this um goes because we're not super like professional about it. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> we are. We have a podcast studio. We put a lot of time and effort and energy into providing the nutrition education, but we're certainly not, you know, hiring a team to help us edit and do all the no. things other people do. No, no, no. We do our own research. We obviously record them. Liz edits them. Um, there, There's minimal going into it but i think we do a pretty good job for you yeah. know i shouldn't say minimal going into it we we are the only two working on it yeah <laughs> but i think that it's been fun you know we started this oh, yeah. podcast mainly because we wanted to get the truth out into the world um and help people understand from kind of an unbiased there are things i think that we definitely um are a little biased on mainly because of our experiences yes. um but there are is a lot of gray area in nutrition. And, you know, you and I, over the course of the years, coaching collectively over 10 years, a lot of things have changed in our belief system Mm -hmm. um, through our education, through our experience and working with hundreds of clients, if not thousands at this point. Um, And so we really started it not as, you know, part of the business, just more as a kind of a side thing because we enjoy doing it. It allows us to, you know, share multiple messages with people all over the world. So it's been pretty cool. And we are actually going to be doing a really big giveaway next Wednesday. So exciting. Um, so we are going to be doing a nutrition scholarship, metabolic prehab mm-hmm. scholarship. Um, this will be through application only. Um, yep. So we will have a link that we can put in the show notes. If you are somebody who has been, you know, chronically dieting, under eating, over training, have any of the symptoms that you may have, you know, heard us talk about, um, you definitely want to apply for that scholarship. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll link out the metabolic prehab episode. And then for all of our listeners who have been so supportive to us, we're going to be giving away two $100 gift cards to top notch nutrition. It's amazing. Top notch is amazing. We, so I don't think we've ever shared, but we actually uh, write for them. Yes. Their blogs weekly, which has been an awesome opportunity. And uh, they give us, you know, some nice perks and bonuses. And so I asked them if we could do a giveaway. And yep. of course they were supportive. Yeah. And they, we love them because they are what they preach. You know, mm-hmm. both of them deal with severe autoimmune conditions that have limited them quite a bit, but they still wanted to have an active and healthy lifestyle. So they started this supplement company to provide supplements for people 
that can't have all of the fillers and the crap that go into supplements, but yeah. still want the benefits that supplements can bring. And so they created this company, Top Notch, that provides supplements with the best and most minimal ingredients to still get you what you want from the supplements. Yeah. And they're amazing. They are amazing. Everything tastes really good, too, that we've mm-hmm. had so far. Um, I just tried their greens out a few weeks ago. I thought they were pretty good. I don't like them as much as uh, first form, just a personal preference first form and taste. Are sweet. No greens are sweet like first form. Yeah, it's I don't know what they do, but they make them sweet somehow. I think it has stevia in it. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, so we're gonna be doing uh, two one hundred dollar. Two $100 <laughs> gift cards um, as a giveaway. And so if you have not done so, one of the ways that you will enter to win is going to be to leave us a five-star rating and review on mm-hmm. iTunes uh, to share the podcast and to tag us. So I will link out uh, the page that has all the information on how you can enter to win one of these three giveaways that we're doing for our 100th episode. And we're really excited. Yeah. So and thank I'm you for really, being here. Thank you guys so much. Like, We've gotten so much support and people saying that they love the podcast and we love doing it. So it's kind of almost like a little bit of a break from, you know, our normal day to day with Liz and I. We can just talk. Um, we can, you know, do our Friday fires and get some things off our chest that we feel. <laughs> and it also helps because sometimes like I even link these podcasts out to clients versus typing out in a super long email. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just send them a podcast explaining a theory or explaining a concept to them that we're trying to get across. And so it's been really helpful and we love doing it. So um, today's podcast I'm so excited about mm-hmm. because hopefully this will help people understand that may, most fluctuations on the scale are because of water weight. They are not because we are gaining body fat. And we're going to talk today about what it actually takes to gain a pound of body fat. And you might be surprised if this, I, the one thing I'm hoping is that this episode does not make people feel like they can go out and just YOLO and be totally fine. Cause that adds up. Yes, that will make you gain body fat, but it's harder than you think. And this is why people need to stop freaking out over the scale so much. My podcast or my uh, Instagram story today was all about when you go on vacation and you come home, even if it's just a weekend for a few days and you're out of your routine, a couple of tips that I gave, but the very last thing was, please do not weigh yourself for at least three or four days. I'll tell you, I started my period on Monday. We got home Sunday night from the lake I had a really active day on Saturday. Sunday wasn't active that much because we were on the boat and then we were driving Mm -hmm. home. And I weighed myself Monday only because I do like to see where I am at the start of my period. I was up three pounds. Now, I was okay doing that because I also knew I was backed up from the weekend. I hadn't gone number two. Uh, I just started my period. I'm going to be the heaviest in the entire month. And we had been gone. And so our routine was different. Seven to 10 pound fluctuations in a weekend. Yeah. Because my body was so depleted when I was training and competing. Like when I would go into a competition, I would be so depleted by the end of the weekend. And then usually after two to three days of competing multiple events a day, we would go out and I would drink and I would eat a bunch of crap and I would be up literally six to eight pounds, if not more from a weekend. Well, it's easy to do because obviously all your glycogen stores were depleted, right? And then now you're not eating the highest quality of foods, which we're going to talk about. (laughs) Tons of inflammation. So there's just all different kinds of things. And so, you know, I loved a a post that we shared. We both shared today from a guy that we follow. um, Very, very smart individual. His name is Alan Aragon. um, And he shared the fact that like your daily fluctuations are not as important as maybe looking at weekly trends, but even your weekly trends 
are not that significant. We no. want to look at your monthly changes and looking at changes in appearance and how your clothes fit yep. more than just the scale because the scale is also going to reflect muscle mass gain. It's going to reflect all different kinds of things that we're going to get in here. Um, and so I'm excited. I was really excited when you came sent me that um, yeah. blog that we yeah. were reading. Yeah. So here's the one thing that people need to understand is that no one food item or one night is going to break your diet. Um, just as it is pretty much impossible to undo like a month's worth of hard work in a day or two, unless you go real ham. Like I don't think anyone out there does this and maybe you do. And if you do, reach out to us. We need to work on that relationship with food because you don't, you shouldn't feel like you need to go ham on those Mm -hmm. days or two, but you might do a little damage if you push it too far, but it is not anything that you think it is based off of what you're seeing on the scale. And so research suggests, and this is why Liz and I actually do this periodization method called the Matador. Um, There's a Matador study, which essentially goes over how long-term dieting with week breaks or couple day breaks. So Mm -hmm. doing, you know, two weeks of a diet deficit intake, one week of a maintenance intake, two weeks of a diet, one week of a maintenance, or 10 days on, two days off, or however you want it, five days on, two days. There's plenty of ways you can do it. But how this actually showed an increase in adherence and results. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those extra high calorie days can be helpful, but they are not YOLO days. They are calculated days. Yes. That's the thing. I like to call them refeed days because it's not necessarily a break. It's more so a break from a calorie deficit. So we're eating at your maintenance intake level to give your body, you know, a little bit more fuel and kind of signal that, Hey, I don't want you to adapt. I don't want you to downregulate. I'm okay. I am not chronically dieting and in a place where I feel like I'm in a state of famine. Yep. And I believe that, you know, over time it was a pretty significant change in the fat loss, not necessarily yep. scale, but fat loss that individuals were seeing. And I love what you, you mentioned is adherence a hundred percent. When we look at a lifestyle or just a weight loss journey in general, you have to be adherent consistently in order to get results over time. And so that's one of the reasons we love the periodization model. A lot of our clients really like it because they know, Hey, coming up either on shark week or vacation (laughs) week, or, you know, just a weekend event that I have, I can go into it, plan ahead a little bit for it, but I know that I'm eating a maintenance calories today Mm -hmm. for more of a refeed. So I don't have to be so strict. I don't have to be so worried that, oh my gosh, if I went over my calories by a hundred or two, everything is thrown away from the week. Yeah. So there's kind of like a traditional wisdom that states that 3,500 calories on top of your maintenance intake is what it takes to gain an extra pound of fat. So here's the thing. It, it usually is going to take multiple days of excessive intake to actually increase fat storage. It's not like most people aren't going out and consuming six to 7,000 calories in a day. Um, you will, however, though, see the scale go up because you will be bloated from consuming additional food. So the difference that Liz was kind of talking earlier on is like when Alan Aragon mentioned weekly fluctuations, you don't need to worry about water weight usually comes on fast and rapidly. So it happens quick, it happens overnight, it happens in a couple of days because our cells and our body are actually able to absorb excess water under a variety of circumstances, including lack of sleep, tough exercise, being um, high sugar or salt intakes or types of foods, hormonal fluctuations like our period, and honestly, even the weather, anyone mm-hmm. that's been out there that has had surgery, 
I feel it every time when air pressure changes with rain mm-hmm. or something like that in my ACL that I had surgery on. It gets well, swollen. It gets tight. Even in the humidity that we've had, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are saying, I feel more bloated. I feel sometimes like the swelling in my ankles or my legs. We're just not pushing fluid as well when it's extreme heat. Um, You know, I know we have some listeners that are out in Arizona. We know you guys are going through some crazy heat waves out there and you're feeling it too um, because we just don't function optimally, right? We're not in optimal conditions. Whereas on the flip side of all of this, your fat gain is just typically happening slower over time. So when you gain fat or muscle, your body has to capture, store, and utilize nutrients accordingly. It's not just simple process of, you know, over consuming for a few days or even Mm -hmm. a few weeks. You have to be in a place where you're maxed out with your glycogen stores. Now you're converting X or you're consuming excess calories and essentially you're on overload. And when you're overload. Now that's where the fat storage comes in. And kind of like Becca said, I want to reiterate what she said in case you missed it. 3,500 calories on top of your maintenance calories. Most males out there, 30, 3,500 calories as a maintenance. Yeah. Most males. So you'd have to be consuming 7,000 calories in a day times three, four five days consistently to really be putting on fat. Yeah. And so here's the other thing. This isn't a perfect science. This isn't like a perfect equation because everyone is different. And so the amount of fat that you could gain depends on a lot of things. It depends on your activity level. It depends on your metabolism, where your metabolism is adapted to. It depends on your current body makeup. So what's your body fat percentage? How much lean muscle mass you have? Because glycogen, our energy, aka carbs, can store in our muscles. You have a higher muscle content, guess what? You're going to have a higher storage for those carbs. Glycogen store amount because of that and the types of food you're consuming. All those things matter. Some other things that matter are like your starting weight. So if it's higher, you might be more likely to store fat versus storing this extra intake as lean mass, which is another option Mm -hmm. when the scale goes up, is that you've actually gained muscle and not body fat. And yes, genetics can play a role in this as well. Some people just are more metabolically efficient with certain things than others are. But it is not your death sentence of, you know, your genetics are not the reason. Sorry, guys. I I laid on this excuse for far too long. Your genetics are not the reason, okay? (laughs) There's a lot of other things coming into play here. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's important too, to talk about like the types of foods that we're consuming, especially when we're on a refeed day or we're at a maintenance week, right? We are not talking about when Becca says ham, she's talking about people who go out and they start the day at steak and shake and then they go and hit up a pizza place. And then they're ending the night with wings and beer and, you know, really low quality which means zero nutrients and a ton of fat um, and trans fat foods. And so research suggests eating more protein and clean, quote unquote, air quotes here, clean foods may not cause as much weight gain. Why? This is, well, or body fat gain. Body fat, Specifically, right? Um, Why? Well, there's a thermic effect of food. And we know that protein has the highest thermic effect of food, meaning it's going to take the most amount of energy to break down and digest and absorb the protein. Whereas processed foods and just trans fats, fatty Mm -hmm. foods, they have 
lower thermic effect of foods. And so in one study that was done, um, looking at the thermic effect of processed foods, participants burned twice as many calories digesting more whole foods compared to highly processed options. So that means you may be getting half, if not a third, Mm -hmm. right, of the thermic effect, uh, which we want. We want a higher thermic effect of food when we eat it. Um, And some studies show saturated fat and sugar promote more fat storage than unsaturated and complex carbohydrates from whole foods. Yeah, and because your body has to do more with them. So like complex carbs, your body has to break down more. It's going to utilize more from in terms of nutrients and fiber. Um, And then also understanding that carbs actually have, after protein, the next highest thermic effect. Fats have nearly no thermic effect on digestion. So understanding that how many calories you're burning is changing by the types of food you're consuming. So even more interestingly, overfeeding on protein may actually lead to increased lean mass instead of fat and less weight gain overall. This was from a study that was done looking at about a thousand calorie overfeed with 20% of calories coming from protein compared to 10 to 14% calories from coming from protein, which resulted in roughly half the amount of fat gain with higher protein intakes. It's crazy. So protein, this is why Liz and I ask people to eat more protein. It is not because we want to ruin your life and we want to make it all very difficult. And we do not want you consuming five protein shakes a day to do it. There are so many benefits to protein, guys. And there's so many downsides to not eating enough. Mm -hmm. It's not just about calories. And there's definitely a misconception of protein. I know we've talked about it in some other podcast episodes, but I was reading some research last week as I was writing for Top Notch. And I was reading on some that were the highest threshold they were intaking was 1.4 grams per pound of body weight mm-hmm. uh, compared to, I think, even up to 2.2. So we recommend anywhere between 0.8 and 1.2, general recommendation, right? They were looking at males specifically, and it was 1.4 to 2.2 compared to 1 to 1.1. Didn't find any adverse effects of over-consuming or eating protein at a higher intake. So again, these were like shorter term studies, right? And we also have to remember that in scientific settings or studies, it is a controlled environment, right? And so we're not recommending that you go out and start eating two grams per pound of your body weight, but eating at that adequate protein level of 0.8 to 1.2 grams, depending upon your weight, your goals, all of that stuff, that's very, very important. And it can help offset, especially if you're going into a calorie deficit, some of the hunger cues that you're getting, that you're falling prey to the carbohydrates and the Doritos and the crappy food that is in turn being stored as fat. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to give you guys a little bit of like math and example of this and to really put it into numbers, like where these calories go and what actually turns into fat. So believe it or not, the human body can store up to about 400 to 500 grams of carbohydrates in our muscles and in our liver. These are the two places that we store glycogen and carbs at one time. And they are usually super depleted if you're dieting. So if you're dieting all the time, you're not going to have these stores very full. And understand too, that if you are eating on a maintenance level, you don't have like 400 grams all that you can eat and not have to worry about it. You're probably storing a little bit for exercise, for other things that your body needs in terms of metabolic functions. But this is about 2,000 calories just from carbs. Higher muscle people, higher muscle content, usually have a little bit higher ability to store. And our body has essentially an unlimited store of fat though. So we can keep making fat cells. Our body just keeps doing it. If we keep giving it too many calories, our body's going to keep making fat. And by the way, we only shrink fat cells. We can't get rid of them. We can shrink them or we produce them and create more. And which in 
other episodes that we've talked about the yo-yo dieting, we talked a lot about that is that, you know, a lot of people think that they're just getting get it get rid of fat stores and they're going to shed all the fat and it's like well you've you you're shrinking them but then when you're bouncing back and rebounding swinging that pendulum hard the other way you're creating more fat stores. yeah it so, sucks it sucks but say that you are maybe in a current ca- slight calorie deficit you're dieting and so you are somewhat depleted of carbs so you will efficiently store most of the carbs consumed about 80 percent as energy in the muscles and the liver And if you don't have too much weight to lose, science and research tells us that about 60% of weight gain would be body fat versus muscle development. Because our body tries to build muscle too, guys. It's not like when we overconsume, it's just like, no, fat, I'm going to store more fat. (laughs) If you're weight training and challenging your body, your body wants to recover itself. So it will utilize that to build more body or to build more muscle mass. So if you totally, truly overconsumed by 3,500 calories, which would be more like we said about 5,000 plus calories for some people, and the macro breakdown was about 60% carbs because, duh, most of our calories, alcohol, bread, pizza, pasta, tacos, yep. most of them come from carbs when we overconsume. That's about 525 grams of carbs or 2,100 calories coming out of this, you know, 3,500. Then you have 10 to 14% of protein. 85 to 120 grams of protein or about 400 to 500 calories. And then about 25 to 30% of fats, which is about 100 to 115 grams of fat or about 900 calories. So we're going to get a little bit of math here. (laughs) If we stored 80% of these carbs effectively, that means we'd store about 420 grams of them or 1,680 calories. So that leaves about 420 calories left from carbs plus the additional calories from protein and fat that we just did. So... That's a total of 1,820 calories that goes towards weight gain. Remember, I said 60% if you are a normal, healthy, lean individual, about 60% of that goes to fat. That's looking at about 0.32 pounds of body fat, whopping 0.32 on that scale. Now, I'm sure you're seeing much higher than that Mm 0.32, but truly, most of that is water. Yeah, and you would really have to be intentional to hit that five to six thousand threshold. Oh yeah, especially males. That's I hard, mean, man. Most of our listeners are going to be females, but even if you sat down and you overconsumed that five thousand calories in one day, you're most likely also not going to be hungry, you know, for a day or two. I feel like yep. after if you're doing this intentionally, depending upon how much like alcohol and sweets and yeah, really, really dense foods you were consuming but 0.32 versus what you might be seeing on the scale as like Becca talked about earlier anywhere between let's call it four to eight pounds mm-hmm. over a weekend you didn't really gain fat no our body stores so much of this guys in our cells as water it's inflammation from the types of food likely from the sodium intake and the imbalances that are going on and then our body just holds water for carb intake For every gram of carbs that you eat, your body retains about three grams of water Mm -hmm. to help your body process it. And so we get that it's a scary thing to see the scale jump so high and we beat ourselves up over it and we feel guilty over it. But we want to explain the science and the math behind this, guys. It's not as big of a deal as you think. And I'm not saying that makes it okay. Yeah. But it's something that we need to understand. One day does not mean screw it i'm just going to start over next week or next month like one day one day one meal one weekend even is not ruining your progress as much as you think which is why liz and i talk about consistency so much it's so important so what do we do 
plan ahead. That's what yeah. I would say. Number one is plan ahead. If yes. you know that you're going out and you're going to have date night, for example, right? Plan ahead. Maybe eat a little bit lighter in the morning. Get your movement in. Get your workout in. Drink a lot of water. You know, when when I'm going out on date night, I typically try to have protein and vegetables mm-hmm. at most of my meals earlier in the day. And I don't avoid carbs by any means, but I save majority of my carbs and my fats for dinner time because I know that if I go out to eat instantly what you would make at home is going to be you know less calorie dense so try to plan ahead and relax enjoy it the next day even if you do end up in a full-on bender we want you to return to your normal routine drinking a lot of water yep and also get some sleep in. There are some like anti-bloat foods, like spinach is a good one, celery, lemon juice. Um, you can cut out artificial sweeteners, sodas, chewing gum. For all of those people out there that are on diets that are chewing gum and feel bloated AF, yeah. stop chewing gum, okay? Um, and a big reason why we over cons- like why we feel so bloated is because we overconsume sodium. And so to balance that out, we need more potassium, we need more magnesium, and we need more calcium. And so think fruits and veggies, lots of fruits and veggies, low-fat yogurt's a great option, spinach again here. So you can get back to feeling quite normal, get a good workout, do not overtrain, but get in your normal workout. I promise you in a day or two, you will be feel totally back to normal. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing is if your digestion's thrown off for a couple of days, like you just want to make sure that you're doing everything you can support, you can do to support your digestion and don't weigh yourself if you're not going to the bathroom for a few days, because a lot of people don't realize if you haven't gone to the bathroom for a couple of days, (sighs) you're storing all of that waste in your body. So (sighs) again, drinking the water, eating the anti bloat foods, maybe a little bit more fiber, one of my favorite things is our digestive enzymes that we take. We also love the calm magnesium that can just help with gently pulling water into your bowels to give your body, you know, a little bit more, um, lube, if you will, in your digestive tract. Um, and then the main thing here is return to your normal eating habits and balance out your nutrients, right? So, what I do again on the flip side of all of this is make sure that I'm building high quality meals and well rounded meals. So, protein, every single meal, veggies at least 80% of my meals, ideally. And then don't steer clear from carbs. Like you have to just, you know, go extremely low carb or fast from carbs. Just have a little bit more vegetables, some more sweet potatoes, a little more nutrient dense carbohydrates, um, and go for maybe a little bit longer walk that day. Yep. But it's not as bad as you think guys. Doesn't make it okay. Doesn't make it something we should do regularly, but I promise you it's not as bad as you think. All right, we're going to be back on Friday with a Friday fire and we're getting feisty. So we uh, hope to talk to you soon and we hope to see your application come through from the Metabolic Prehab Scholarship. If you are interested or if you've already done the program, you've worked with us, share it with a friend. That is uh, how we grow is through word of mouth and tag your friends. Have a great day. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.